huge stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. What is up, Dodgers Nation? Welcome to the Dodgers Nation Post Game Show. You are home with Dodgers Nation and Jim Beam. Please drink responsibly. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And thanks for rocking with us after the Dodgers get the dub. They beat the Marlins. They sweep the split doubleheader. They win by a final score of 3-1. to one. Your Dodgers continue to win. LA improves to 76-47. and 47. 12 games up on the Giants in the division. Let me repeat that. 12 games up in the division they go nine and one on the homestand they're 17 and two in august the dodgers pitching has been outstanding at 275 era in august they go five of six this week the defense was spectacular kike hernandez at the end they're making the play to get sanchez at first he's got his momentum taking him towards the line he makes the throw we know that game should have been over we know sanchez went he did not hold up his swing he gets another opportunity and still the dodgers win and then marcus him bets marcus Lynn Betts, Mookie Betts is Mookie is living his Betts life with the Dodgers. Two home runs tonight. It was close to who knows, like Oral Hershiser said, if LeBron James hadn't have left, maybe he does hit his third home run of the evening. Of course, he's tied with Mize and Sosa for six three home run games in his career. And then the big story for me tonight, Julio Urias. Another strong star from Julio. I'm giving him the title back. The Uri ace is back. Julio Urias is pitching like a frontline starter. He's firmly a game one or two starter for the Dodgers once again. He went seven innings for the second start in a row. He held the Marlins to just five hits and no walks with five punch outs. And how about this? Since that eight-run game, since he allowed eight runs to the Baltimore Orioles on July 19th, Julio has a 2-0-3 ERA in five starts with 32 punch outs to four walks and 31 innings. So that tells you, since that start, where people were trying to write off Julio Arias, people were trying to say that the Uri Ace was done. That he was washed. That he was going to sign a one-year prove-it deal with the Dodgers. A short-term deal with the Dodgers. Are you kidding me? This is Julio Urias. This is the guy that got the final out of the 2020 World Series. People were saying he's going to get a prove-it deal with the Dodgers. Are you kidding me? Since then, Julio, since then, he's been phenomenal. Five starts at 203 ERA, 32 punch-outs, and four walks. We're going to talk about Tony Gonsolin. We're going to talk about my friend, my guy, Ryan Pepio, who I could not be more happier for tonight. But let me know 
know first and foremost who is your Dodgers dog of the game? I see someone mentioning Rosario. That was a fantastic play. The diving stop right there in the ninth inning to get the lead runner. He's continuing to improve at second base. So, yeah, I mean, a fantastic win for your Los Angeles Dodgers. We're going to talk about Mookie Betts' fifth multi-home run game of the season, his 34th bomb of the year. That's just one shy of his career high that he set last year with 35, and we still have 39 games to go. So he's one shy of his career high, and we still have 39 games to go. He is going to obliterate that. Mookie Betts is going to surpass 40. Mookie Betts is going into the Hall of Fame wearing a Dodgers cap. No one will ever wear number 50 for the Dodgers after Mookie Betts. It was Andrew Friedman's best deal he ever made. It was 12 years, $365 million well spent. And to me, everyone's talking Freddie Freeman versus Ronald Acuna Jr. Give me Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is my MVP. When you consider the fact, you look at his home run totals, you look at the fact he's playing shortstop for 14 games, second base, right field at a gold glove level. Last time I checked, he's still the best right fielder in the game. Mookie Betts is the MVP in Major League Baseball, and there's still a lot of time to play. And he tied he tied Freddie Freeman and, Fred and Ronald Acuna Jr. tonight with a 165 weighted runs created plus. Mookie Betts is my MVP. But let's dive in the comments. Thanks for joining us here on a Saturday special edition of the Dodgers Nation postgame show. I'm going to... I got nothing to do tomorrow, guys. No game tomorrow, so I'll stay here till all day tomorrow until my power goes out, apparently, and I'll read all your comments. We got Noah Ortega says first. We got Jason Diamond, LGD. Let's go, Dodgers. We got Noah Ortega says, hell yeah. I love the Dodgers from B920. Another series win for LA. Diane Schroeder, the fairy godmother of Dodgers Nation, says, hello, Deanne. What up, Diane Schroeder? By the way, I'm looking for that Dodgers Nation post-game show comment of the game. When I see that, you're going to see one of these. So fire off with those. You know, I love my trash win. talk here. If Perfect. I see any trash talk, any fire takes, trash talk, you'll see one of these. Finish him. Fire takes, you're going to see one of these. Fire take. Here we go. We got hello. We got Blue Heaven from 713. By the way, let me know where you represent Dodgers Nation from. What city are you watching this show from tonight? What's going on, Doug? Hope you're good. What up, Moose1032? Always rocking with us. I always appreciate you and everyone who watches this show. If you're new to the show, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and hit that like button for your Los Angeles Dodgers. Let's try to get that up to 300 likes. This team finds way to, ways to win, a multitude of different ways. They can rely on pitching. They can rely on offense. They can rely on defense, clutch hits. Today, how about the first game? I want to talk about that a little bit as well. Austin Barnes with the squeeze, the suicide squeeze bunt there. He lays down to tie it there. Then Mookie Betts, he comes up, and he gets the two-run go-ahead single there. So this team, they find ways to win. Great teams win in different ways. They're not one-trick pony teams. You can win with the slug. If you want the dub, you've got a slug. But also, if you want the dub, you got a shove. And the pitching has carried this team in August. The offense has been great, too. But in August, this Dodgers pitching staff has stepped up in a big way. Ryan Brazier was phenomenal once again. He was fantastic. How about Ryan Yarbrough in the first game today? How about Bruce Dark Gratterall, who's quietly put together the best season of his career, but a 2.75 ERA for your Los Angeles Dodgers in the month of August. So let's jump back in the comments here. Defense was insane. How about the D? You can just, there's so many defensive plays. How about the hot shot by Julio Arias, the comebacker from Guriel? By the way, I appreciate, I forgot the commenter on the previous show 
that reminded everyone to boo Guriel, okay, because we have to keep track of that former Trastro. So shout out to everyone who who booed Guriel today. So you love that. And how about a great play there by Julio Arias? The reaction time, the hot shot there makes a play. And how about Garcia, the the grounding route to third to Kike? That was a fantastic play. Rosario, like I said, getting that lead runner there. And the nine, James Outman, early in the game, saving a run with Caleb Ferguson. I mean, that was phenomenal. How about the Kike to end the game? Just so many great plays defensively for this team. We've seen that. I mean, Freddie Freeman making big plays early in the week. Jason Hayward, he injured himself on the play where he made the diving stop. So the defense on this team has been outstanding. Miguel Rojas has been an absolute, absolute pleasure. It's been a delight. An absolute delight to watch Miguel Rojas play short this season for the Dodgers. He makes it look easy. We got a Ty D-Mac. What up, Lou? Hi, Diane from Mike. We got a double W. I love that. That's my first comment of the game from Noah Ortega. By the way, who's your Dodgers dog of the game? Is it Mookie you Betts? Is it Blue Arias? Because I need to know. My Dodger dog of the game, I got to go with Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts, we are so lucky to have this guy as the face of our franchise. I mean, this is someone who is an elite player. He brings it every single day. And that's the difference between good, great, and elite players and future Hall of Famers. Future Hall of Famers, they do it every single game. Every single game, they do something to impact the game. He doesn't always get a hit, but Mookie Betts is going to impact the game, whether it be defense, whether it be at the plate, whether it be hitting home runs. I mean, look at him in the month of August. In the month of August, Mookie is slashing 408, 473, 789 with seven home runs, 18 RBIs, 20 home runs in 17 games. Mookie Betts is on a heater right now. Marcus Lynn Betts, Marcus him Betts, Marcus Lynn Betts. I mean, and this guy is just outstanding. Mookie is living his Betts life. It is Mookie Betts. But here we go. DMAC, what up, Mike M over on YouTube? Good game from Joe Mama. We got chocolate chip. Mookie with the two scoop from Ricky Vasquez over there. Y'all saved the day for me and my Phillies. Oh, what up, man? We got our Phillies fan always rock with us. David Sabatini. It's DMAC time. What up, David Sabatini? Always rock with us over in New York. We always appreciate you here on the Dodgers Nation postgame show. DMAC is the king of LA. That's from uh, Thick Tor Hovland. Thanks, uh, Thick. You're the man. I appreciate you, my man. Uh, the Raiders, B920. Okay, we'll talk about that later. The Raiders. We got uh, y'all think Max Munts would have made that Kike play to end the game. That's from Maddie Man Dodge. Fine. That's a good point. That's a great point. I think you bring up a good point, Matty Man 5, in that this team, they have optionality to make late-game defensive substitutions. I mean, if they have a lead early in the game, you got Kike, you can throw him at third. You can throw in another player for Ahmed Rosario if you don't feel good about his defense or other guys around the diamond. So, look, that's something that you want to strongly consider, and we'll definitely talk about that. 275 Vet RLTW, do you think Gonson is really hurt, or did they just pull him? That's from 275 Vet RLTW. Now, I was going to wait on that topic on Tony Gonsolin, but we might as well just get it out of the way. The Dodgers, they placed Tony Gonsolin on the IL on Saturday after... This is the worst stretch of his career. I tweeted yesterday a 2.49 ERA from 2019 until he went on the IL last season. And when he went on the IL last season, last August, he had a 2.10 ERA. That was the best ERA in the National League. Since returning, it's been bad. It's been an ERA north of five. If you look at his ERA this season, a 4.98 ERA. His expected ERA is a 5.79 ERA. He's allowed four more runs in eight of his last 11 starts. Has a 7.51 ERA. In that span, he's given up 15 bombs in 56 and a third innings of work. Now, if you look at Tony Gonsolin, he's someone that 
relies on that split change. And we know that, that can take its toll on your arm. And you guys know, if you've been watching this show for the entire year, I've been saying this not for days, not for weeks, but for months, that who, that Tony Gonson was not right. That the Catman that was for real last year, that so when he went on the meow, he was really making strides. But this was the guy that wasn't hitting 94, 95, or 96 anymore. This is someone that was struggling to hit 92, 93. The fastball command was off. And this is someone who did not look completely healthy. And last night, we got our answer. So do I think that he's injured? Absolutely. I think that you look at the injuries to Clayton Kershaw, to Julio Arias, to the fact that you had Emmett Sheehan and Michael Grove and Bobby Miller, all these guys stepping up, and they were thrusted into roles that they weren't expected to have early on this season. Even Gavin Stone early in the year. Tony Gonson, he took the ball. Tony Gonson went out there on the mound, and he ate innings. Now, he didn't have the best results. We know that. But when you look at the numbers and you look at – some of his in-depth metrics, the spin rate's down. The velocity's down. To me, there's no question that he's dealing with an arm injury. Last night, they said it, and they talk about it as a right forearm inflation, but it's an elbow injury. It's an elbow injury, and... Look, you guys know I don't mention the TJ word on this show. It's like Voldemort and Harry Potter. You just don't say that name, right? So I'm not going to say what it is, but look, Dave Roberts said it's something he's been dealing with for some time. I'm really impressed he continued to want to take the baseball. It was symptomatic. I think all pitchers have something going on in their arms and elbows with the mileage, but we are all aligned that it made sense for us to continue to give him the baseball right now where we're at the IL is the best course of action so look you guys know too I've been saying for a while now that he was not going to be a part of the postseason rotation and I think the silver lining in all this is the fact that it's happening early enough where you can have those auditions and you saw Ryan Pepio today he looked very solid I'm going to talk about his start in a second here and there's other guys that you can go to you don't need four or five guys for the NLDS right I mean you got Lance Lynn who's pitching like a frontline starter once again, a 1-4-4 ERA with the Dodgers. You got Clayton Kershaw. You have Hulu Urias, who's pitching like a frontline starter. You have Bobby Miller, who continues to improve. The tunneling, the command, the pitch mix. He's figuring it out one step at a time. So, look, I think in this case, Tony Gonsolin is someone that he needs to get healthy. If he ha- I, I saw that $5 super chat. If you want to read, to, go back on that. I'll find that in a second here. I apologize. I missed that. But nowhere to take it. 199 I choose Barnes and Pepio over Barnes and Noble. That's a fire take. That's a fire take. Jamil Artego got Padres lose. LOL. Yeah, yeah, the Padres. The Padres. I still get a chuckle. Go look it up. How many experts picked the Padres? How many experts said the Padres were going to win this division? You guys know that there was no chance in hell I would ever pick the Clippers of Major League Baseball to win the NL West. They're the Murphy's Law of Baseball. What can go wrong will go wrong. All I have to say about the Padres is I hope they sell out their stadium at Petco Park and have a parade for the one-year anniversary of the day they beat the Dodgers in the NLDS. Guess what? No one cares. You didn't win a championship. You don't mean a thing if you don't win the ring. No one cares that you beat the Dodgers last year. You can say whatever you want. This is a organization in the Dodgers that their success or failure is determined by whether or not they win the World Series. And that's the standard that we have in L.A. San Diego, I don't know what your standard is. Is it to make the postseason? Is it to beat the Dodgers? Because we know that your trophy case is emptier than the toilet paper 
aisle at the beginning of COVID. It is empty. There's no championships there. And I just laugh at the fact that all the, the sexy, the trendy pick, the Padres, oh, Juan Soto and, and Xander Bogarts, Hassan Kim and Fernando Tat Cheats is back. Hey, last time I checked, if, if he does get ringworm again, I don't think he's going to be a lead player. So, yeah, hello, D-Bag. What up, Ghost Cat 69 Smash that like button. Yeah, smash that like button. Hurricane edition. Love the two days off. You float away the first D. We got Mookie equals MLB. That's a fire take. Teresa Gates over on YouTube. Oh, my God. Can you guys play the Marlins forever for me? We got the Phillies fan always rock with us. Mookie MVP, not really. Rusty Nail. Look at the way he runs Creative Plus. Look at the war. They're all bunched up. To say that Mookie Betts is not an MVP candidate just means that you're not looking at the numbers. It means you're not looking at the numbers that matter. Mookie Betts is most definitely in the mix for MVP. Freddie Freeman, he's been in a little bit of a slump lately. If you want my honest opinion, doesn't feel like Freddie Freeman's 100%. We know he had the foul ball off his knee. I'm wondering if that's a factor, but he doesn't look like he's right. But the comment that Gonsolin sucks, ouch, that hurts. We have Boot. We got 702 Sin City from Sergio Anderson from Bakersfield, Jake from Norwalk, Ohio, Eddie from Belton, Texas, Diane Schroeder always rocking us from Indian Wells, checking in from Seattle from Ricky Vasquez. We got checking in from Houston, but always representing the Dodgers. We got great job booing Yuli tonight, Dodgers fans. How about Barnsey coming up big yet again? Yeah, well, we should talk a little bit about that, but a couple things I want to say before we move on to the next topic and we kind of tie a bow on the Gonson topic. One thing that I think is important is one, thank you for your efforts. I think Tony Gonson. He pitched meaningful innings. We know that this this starting rotation were decimated by injuries. He did what he could with what he had. I truly believe that. I truly believe that he was 100%. Even at his best, at 100%, I don't think he's an elite starter. I don't think that. I think that his ceiling is a back-end rotation guy, a number four or number five starter. But guess what? In a league where you don't even have 800 players, that is an accomplishment. Tony Gonsolin, at full strength, belongs in Major League Baseball, okay? Only issue is the pitch that makes him great is also a pitch that takes takes its toll on your arm and leads to injuries in that split change. So, look, I think that he's going to be fine. He'll be back. He'll return. I think when you look at his contract, too, he had an incentive-based contract, which... In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. He added money. I mean, Friday was his 20th start of the season. So with that, he made an extra $500,000 to next year's deal. So, and then you talk about, he added $2 million to his 2024 contract. So he had $500,000 for 14 starts, 16 starts, 18 starts, and 20 starts. So that's one thing that I am strongly considering. If you look at his contract, it was very incentive-based. And if you want to know how a team feels about you, just look at the contract they sign you to. How do the Dodgers feel about Mookie Betts. Well, they signed to a 12-year, $365 million deal. How do they feel about Clayton Kershaw? They made him the highest-paid pitcher ever. How do they feel about Freddie Freeman? Six years, $162 million. Tony Gonsolin, they said, okay, we'll give you a contract, but it's going to be incentive-based based on starts that you make. And this year, he was able to hit some of those incentives, hit some of those escalators. Like I said, he added over $2 million right now to that contract. So I think that's a part of it, too. That's a part of the stories he wanted to be out there to make himself some additional money but i will say my next point 
is I think with the Dodgers next season, Lance Lynn, the way he's pitched, the fact that he has an $18 million club option, I think this increases the chances that they that they pick that up. I think when you look at that, they can absolutely get some value out of that. I mean, you got Yarbrough. Under team control still, Bueller's going to be back. We'll see what happens to Shohei Otani. We'll see what happens to Kershaw Urias. But I think this increases the chances that the Dodgers bring back Mr. Lynn Sanity. And I absolutely think they can get value out of that. But Tony's going to be fine. He's not healthy. Like I said, he's not a bad pitcher. He's an injured pitcher. Okay? That's the reality. Those are the stone-cold facts for the Catman. He ran out of those nine lives. And that's just the reality. So, here we go. We got Gurriel as a jive turkey. That's from a Jay Bull TC. Got the old school jargon there. I respect that. So finish him. Finish him. Uh, smash that like button. Yeah, I appreciate that from Rusty Nail. Infield be eating up everything. That's from par three. Yeah, lots of vacuums along this infield. Eating everything. Even Max Muncy. Nice double play the other night, too. I mean, the defense has absolutely stepped up, and that's been the big difference. I think one thing that's impressed me is James Outman's routes. I mean, he's James Routman. I mean, the first inning of game one, Caleb Ferguson, he allowed those two hits. He escaped with that scoreless inning. But how about that leaping, that jumping catch there by James Alman to save those runs? And last night, he makes a really nice play on the warning track as well. So James Alman continues to improve defensively. He plays that position like a former linebacker, just attacking the baseball, finding a way to use that physicality and athleticism, and you love to see it. But, yeah, the first inning, I mean, how about the throw to defensively? David Peralta in the third inning. Inning, just unleashing that throw from right field on the Jorge Soler and they nailed Soler at the plate, the pick, the tag by Austin Barnes, that was elite. That was phenomenal. More defensive gems in the first game. Peralta to Barnes. They make the tag. That was a difference maker considering the Dodgers were struggling to score runs. So that was outstanding. And then, yeah, they scored three runs there in the eighth inning, and they absolutely just found a way to win that game late. I mean, a doubleheader, they went 3-1. to one. David Robertson comes in the eighth inning. They were down by one. James Alman, he took that walk. He made it to third on the single by Kike Hernandez. And then you saw the bunt by Austin Barnes. The first one, he wasn't able to lay it down. It goes foul. And the second one goes as a single because the Josh Bell error allowed the the runners to go into scoring position. So it ties that 1-1. The next batter, Mookie Betts, he hits the two-run single, and the Dodgers, after having a really difficult afternoon against Perez. So Perez was phenomenal. By the way, Michael, D-Max, Ben, Truth, we got, what up, Anthony Keene? I got to catch up with these comments. I'm just really excited, man. This team's got me going. This team's got the juice, baby. Uh, Craig Osterberg in the chat. What up, Craig? I don't know. Making making mid-teams look like powerhouses again. We got D-Max. Your hat keeps disappearing. Oh, I think it's the green screen situation. Or, or whatever it, it may, it may be. I'll, I'll work on that. Uh, poor Padres, D-Mac in the doghouse. What up, Mike M? We got 999 from Motita. Now, Motita, I want to let you know I got a big jar right here. All goes in the Otani fund. Night have to get. What kind of beer should I get, man? Should I get Modelo tonight, Pacifico? What's your beer of choice? Let me know down below. I'll take some recommendations. I like a nice hazy IPA, too. Now, Gash White, uh, duh, Ricky Vasquez, D-Mac, when are you leaving us for the Dodgers front office? Thank you for all you do. Ricky, hey, man, I'm happy to uh, mix it up with you guys, man. You guys make this show what it is. Like I said, if we ever won an award, we would chop it up into a million pieces. We would all give an equal piece of it because you guys are what really make this show go. I'm the man, the fan. I'm here to get your takes. This is your show. I'm just hosting, as I like to say. Anthony Keene, I got Mookie for the Dodger dog of the game, and I got Urias for player of the game. I like that Anthony Keene because starting Dodger pitching. Dog of the game. 
Dodgers. It makes this thing go. There's a reason why this Dodgers organization since 1958 has the lowest ERA in Major League Baseball. Carne Asada from Mookie from Anthony Madrid. DMAC, you need to get Borna Hogwash, a padded room. Roy Estrada. Did you see what he posted? That was a little sus. I got I to gotta hit my, my boy Borna tomorrow. No game. I'm going to have to hit my boy Borna up. Uh, do a little wellness check on my guy, right? Uh, Should have pulled him at four runs. We got uh, Sacramento in the house. Richard Flores over on YouTube. Catman's pause heard. I like that one. It's a fire take. Nine lives are up from Ryan. Uh, locked up. Rams, Dougie Fresh. What up, Michael Negretti? Yeah, we got to get that one up uh, a little later. But I feel the Dodgers have never really set the cabinet up for success. They're always kind of giving him the blank assignments, letting him go out there, hurting off. Anthony, that's a fair point. It's a good point. I mean, in 2020, 16 games, but 16 days between starts, that's difficult. And I think, look, you can't fault a Dodgers team for taking care of business because if that series goes longer against the Padres, he's going to probably get some action beforehand. But yeah, I mean, it's tough. Look, the reality is this Dodgers starting rotation, they don't have good starters. They have great starters. You have future Hall of Famers. You have guys like Julio Arias who finished in the top three in Cy Young voting, right? So it's tough to crack the front of this rotation. And there is a food chain. Let's just be honest about it. There's a food chain. And that's why you get guys like Michael Bush who'd be in the top three, batting in the lineup for most organizations, but he's stuck in AAA. There's a lot of depth. There's a lot of players blocked, and the reality is, the lower you are on the food chain, the less priority they have in really giving you the runway and giving those opportunities, but I think you could make the case that there has been a little bit of mismanagement when it comes to Tony Gonson, but the reality is he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. He's never finished a full season. It's always something with Tony Gonson. I know you guys have that friend. It's always something with him, guy. I mean, it's a great guy. You love him, but there's always something with him, right? He's the always something guy. But uh, let's go down below. Pepio made a strong case to join the rotation. That's from Lance Jennings. Yeah, why don't we talk some Pepio here, man? You guys know it is the Dodgers Nation, Dodgers dugout karma. He goes on the show. We interview Pepio. Next thing you know, he's in the show and he had a strong start. I'm just saying, you got to come on the show. It's the Dodgers dugout karma. I'm telling you, Catman is Thor 2.0 from Mike M275 Vet 2. Dodgers pulling Kelly. Because he thinks he might have some pain. And Gonson has been hurt for six weeks. Not buying it. 275. Trust me. I can tell you. I was there. I was in that press room last night. Looking face to face with Tony Gonsolin and Dave Roberts. That was one of the most depressing press conferences that I've ever been a part of. It felt like it was the beginning of the end of Tony Gonsolin for this year. It felt like they just had the conversation with themselves. And realized that look. This is the end. We are not going to move forward Tony Gonsolin. And it's unfortunate. Because when a pitcher gets injured they're usually not gone for two or three months right they're usually out for a year they're usually out for a year and a half and like i said i don't want to put that energy out there i don't want to put that out in the ether but like i said that split change is a very taxing pitch on the arm with the grip. I mean, with the way it contorts the arm, it's very difficult, okay? Do the research on it, and you'll find that it usually does not end well. Let's just be frank about that. So, yeah, it definitely was dark. And I de- and just look at the metrics, too. I mean, this is a guy, I mean, Tony Gonson, he used to hit 96 on the gun. I mean, when he's hitting 96, he's locating, and he's on the edges. He's not leaving stuff out of the plate. He's a serviceable pitcher. If you guys know this show, I'm not a Catman truther. I 
I've never been high on Tony Gonsolin. I've always said I do not want to see him in the postseason. He has a 920 postseason ERA. He's not been in my trust tree, my circle of trust. He's never been one of my guys, but I like to just give you guys the truth. The truth is that when Tony Gonsolin is 100% healthy, he's a solid number four or number five starter. He's not the all-star that he was last year when he had a 207 batting average on balls in play. Even this year, like a 232 batting average on balls in play. That really was the issue. The issue was he couldn't limit hard contact. Everything on him was hard contact. He wasn't missing barrels. He wasn't getting punch outs. The command was off. So, yeah, it's just been a disaster year. It's been a catastrophe for Tony Gonson, but I wish him well, and I hope that he gets back out there on the mound as soon as possible. DMAC, you think they might sell to tease B920? I mean, that long contract, I mean, that's a difficult contract to to trade off for sure. But uh, thanks, Russ. You know, definitely smash that like button for your Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, good one, Boomer. I miss, oh, where's Boomer? I love his stuff. Boomer, whatever you tweeted, uh, whatever you put in the comments, do that one more time. By the way, if you haven't yet, be sure to hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Your Dodgers get the dub. They beat the Marlins. They sweep the doubleheader, 76-47 and 47 on the year. They go 9-1 and one on the homestand. I mean, this Dodger team, I'm just so impressed. I'm so in awe. People are calling me crazy that I predicted 97 wins for this team and a 5 game division lead at the end of the year. That looks like I overshot it because now they have a 12-game lead, a 12-game lead. That's a, that's a separation. It's like we're on the top of a building and we're just like kind of looking down there at them. I mean, they're just way down there. 12-game lead. The Giants, the the San Francisco Cryants. I mean, the SF, we know that stands for season finished. They are 2-8 in their last 10. Dodgers 9-1 in their last 10. LA 5-6 this week, 7-2 in August. They've been phenomenal but I saw someone brought up Ryan Pepio. Can, let me get your takes on Ryan Pepio. I mean, was that something for you guys? Do you think he's someone that you feel better about? Let's got Mookie Madge from Jorge. Ha ha. Mitchell Hopkins says, I never thought getting Ringwood would help a player. Freddie will be back from Mike M. Lance Lynn with all the cat problems. Maybe we'll see it as a Dodger in 2024. What do you think, Victor? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I said earlier, right? That's why I tweeted earlier, too. Dodgers go 27 and 12 in the remaining games and finish 103 and 59 record. That's from Ken Duncan 9. I, anytime I get really specific takes, I always appreciate that. Fire and Ken, team. if they do go 109 and 59, I will not forget. I will give you full credit on this show. I like that take. Right now, they're on pace to win around 100 games. They got a tough schedule coming up. A lot of difficult teams. I mean, next week, you got the Guardians. You got the Red Sox. You got a big series with the Braves that starts at the end of the month. So it's going to be difficult, but I like that, man. I just want to win this division, and I want to catch the Braves. I mean, I'm telling you. I mean, this, I want home field advantage. Let's get greedy. Let's get greedy in Major League Baseball. I mean, the Dodgers, they're four and a half games back of the Braves. Won't be easy, but still, you got, I think you got 41 games to play. No, 40 games now, right? Four games to play. Finish him. You want to finish him? Finish him. Yeah, Mookie is going to go on a tear. I'm calling from Jorge Renteria. Turns out you can't hit jacks off the juice tatis. Give the catman his due. I like that. That's a fire take from Boomer We got uh, uh, Padres will be first when Hurricane strikes. That's the only time they will come in first. Craig Osterberg. That's a, know, that's a little, it's a little bro, but I like that. Uh, Rusty, you know, MVP, Freddie. 
uh, title season. What up, DMAC? What up, Jorge? We got uh, Otani, Bueller, Miller, Pepio, Kershaw. I like that rotation. We got the 559, Danuba, California, Michael Negretti. Crazy lineup, Nando. Nando. Where's Nando at? We got uh, Tom Allen Freeman gets two days off. He can thank Hillary for that. Yeah, we definitely need to get him rejuvenated. But uh, we got the Mookie and Freddie and Co. Not sure Kershaw will be back next year. Mike Amy, it's always touch and go. I think, will he be back? Maybe not. Will he ever pitch for another team? I think the answer is no. Mark my words. You can clip this. He will never wear another team's hat. He is going to retire as a Dodger. I fully believe that. Ryan Pepio was my Dodger dog of the game in game one. So let's talk some Pepio. So Ryan Pepio made his season debut today. It was very impressive. He allowed just one run on three hits and gave a walk in five innings of work. He had five punch outs. Austin Barnes said after the game, I thought his slider was his best pitch today. It's always been a distant third for him, but today he was throwing a lot on the outside corner. It was hard. A pretty good true slider today. So that is the big difference with Ryan Pepio is he has worked on that slider, and that is something that is going to change his game. That's going to be the difference between him being a future bullpen piece versus being someone that's going to crack a starting rotation. I mean, let's not forget, this is someone that was a part of that starting rotation to start the year before that oblique injury. So, yeah, I mean, I think that to me was key, and Yarbrough was fantastic, but I think with with the way that Pepio pitched today, it was just so impressive. I mean, top of the second inning, he got De La Cruz. He struck him out with the slider. And you look at that mix, he goes 14 fastball, and it was a heavy dose of slider. I think the important thing, too, is when Ryan Pepio doesn't have the feel for that changeup, because sometimes it can be difficult to get that, especially early in starts, you do have that slider. You not you are a one-trick pony. You do have more clubs in your bag, so to speak. So for me, that's going to be key to his development. And he did a really nice job. I mean, you look at uh, the double play in the top of the third inning that was on the, the changeup. So yeah, he's someone that really pitched well today. I mean, he's on the Sanchez strikeout that came on the four seam fastball up in the zone. He struck out Stallings with a four seam fastball up in the zone. I think his velocity is continuing to get better too. He struck out Wendell in the fifth of four seam fastball bottom of the zone that touched 95 so, yeah, he's someone that definitely had a good amount of success today. I mean, he struck out Dela Cruz on that slider, got him to chase. So, as the game progressed, he got more comfortable out there, had five strikeouts, and he's someone that I think is going to continue to gain confidence. I'm telling you, this is a good kid. I mean, to just keep it on to, Ryan Pepio is a good dude, and he puts in the work, and he's been waiting for his opportunity. He's been patient. We got captain says, I agree. Keep Lynn. David Sabatini, I think Rosario was a second baseman his previous life yeah you know the knock on rosario's defense is his range going left and that's why you haven't seen him at second base but look you can never rule out what this dodger team is able to do i mean kika hernandez his defense was graded terribly and you saw the big plays that he's made i mean today was a phenomenal play to end the game you got the momentum heading towards the line finds a way to make that throw so yeah it's it's really fantastic i don't know says how is mookie not over 300 at this point belly is right behind Frey at 327 I mean, let's not focus too much on batting average. I mean, you're talking about someone who's a true slugger. I mean, Mookie Betts, he brings that thump in the lineup. So 
Yeah, I also do want to point out one more thought on on uh, Ryan Pepio is Ryan Pepio, you can send him back down to the minors without having to re-option him so the Dodgers won't have to wait 15 days because he was the extra man. He was the 27th man because they had a split doubleheader. So, yeah, I mean, I also want to point out Dave Roberts talked about Pepio, Gavin Stone, Ryan Yarbrough as possible names that could step in there for Tony Gonsolin. Yarbrough is someone that they're going to keep some optionality, keep some versatility. They can use him as a bulk guy in relief roles. You can use him as a starter. We saw what he's been able to do the other night with Bobby Miller. Miller goes six innings, and Yarbrough, he finishes the three. But who do you guys want to see step in there? I think I think Ryan Papio is the guy right now. I absolutely think it, that Ryan Papio. Diane, appreciate that. Ricky, glad we have a couple of days off to mend those lingering injuries. That's a great point, Ricky. Hayward's been a little banged up. I think Frey's a little banged up. I think you look around this team, you got the dog days of August. Rest days are definitely good. We got conservative Zach D-Mac, your friend Borner over at the Hogwash is about to, yeah, he's been going through it. D-Mac and Joe Davis, Dodger icons. I appreciate that, my man. What's up, Presented by our friend Please drink responsibly. That was a really good play from Barnes, too. Absolutely, Maddie man. Is Catman really out all year? Mitchell Hopkins. So, is he out all year? The word that Dave Roberts used today was that it is unlikely that he will return. So, to me, that seems like most likely he will not be back. I think for me, like I said, we broke it down early in this show. I think that's going to bode well for this team because I think that uh, Muncie going deep off Alcantara, absolutely. DMAC, the words from the king. What up, David Sabatini? Yeah, look, you're delusional. The MVP is a one-man race. This is from Jordan S. You're delusional. The MVP is a one-man race. Ronald Acuna. Look, I... And not delusional. Am I a little biased towards the Los Angeles Dodgers? Maybe. But let's be honest here. Stolen bases are overrated. Look at the numbers. Look at the statistics. Stolen bases do not impact. The, they. If you look at runs created, stolen bases are overrated. How overrated are they? Well, guess what? The Dodgers don't like to steal bases because they don't like to give up outs. And the Dodgers, they're one of the best teams in Major League Baseball offensively. And like I said, I'm not diminishing. I mean, I would not be mad at all if Ronald Acuna Jr. won the MVP. He's had a phenomenal season. He's an MVP caliber player. I am not dismissing Ronald Acuna Jr. He's one of my favorite players to watch in the sport, but guess what? Mookie Betts has a higher F war, okay? His F war is at 6.2 heading in today. Ronald Acuna Jr. is at 6.1. If you look at weight runs created plus, Mookie and him are tied at 165. If you look at home runs, Mookie, 34 bombs. 34 bombs. Acuna Jr., 27. So look at the numbers. The numbers will tell you that to say I'm delusional, it just means you don't know the numbers. Go to Fangraphs.com. Go to MLB.com. Go to BaseballReference.com. Whatever statistics side that you like for your baseball statistics, go to that website and look at it. Because if you're going to give him the MVP because of stolen bases, I mean, that just tells me this is like 19... 81 or something like that, okay? I mean, stolen bases, I for me, if you take Mookie off the Dodgers and you take Acuna Jr. off the Braves, I think Mookie means more to the Dodgers than Acuna Jr. means to the Braves. If you look at that Braves team, they're pretty much slug. I mean, look at that Braves team. They're slugging like 500 this season. They're going to be able to put up runs. This team goes as Mookie Betts goes. And when it comes to true value, Mookie Betts is my MVP. There's no question about that. To Sam Delusional, it just means that that's just a self-owned by you. It just means you're not looking at the numbers, man. Just look at the numbers. Look at the numbers, especially after a two-home run game. There's no doubt in my mind. Mookie Betts absolutely 100% 
is a bona fide MVP candidate, and so is his teammate, Freddie Freeman, the best one-two punch in baseball history, the best duo in Los Angeles since Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. Cody needed to go down somewhere to find himself. Absolutely agree. 100 Rookie of the Year. We got Braves hearing footsteps. I like that. That's a fire take from Wendy Wright over on YouTube. What a tragedy for Otani. The Angels are just a joke. Exactly, conservative. Zach, I mean, it's terrible. I mean, it's just, it's bad. You need him in the game at some point. You need him on the biggest stage. I agree with you 100% on that one but yeah tonight i mean talk about tonight's game just a little more recap we talked Mugu, talked julio and julio like i said fastball command curveball the cutter a lot more ground ball outs tonight that was big time for julio arias the defense they stepped up at the top of the first inning 1-0 pitch bell hit a home run off julio that came on a four seam fastball on a 1-0 pitch just not a great pitch there like we saw the other night missed a pitch on the changeup he hit it out and home runs have been an issue for julio arias so he just has to avoid the heart of the play then bottom of the second rosario double to left taylor ground to first alvin ground to second and how about kike hernandez he singled to right to make it a 1-1 game and he scored rosario there so kike doing it big rosario doing it big two key additions of the deadline getting it done offensively and defensively we saw in that inning the second inning rosario double hernandez single then the ninth rosario diving play to get the lead runner and Kike Hernandez play to end the game to get Sanchez. And then bottom of the third inning, 2-1 count. Mookie Betts homer to left, four-seam fastball up right in his nitro zone. That made it 2-1 Dodgers. And then bottom of the fifth, you jump to that. Two outs, 2-1 count. Betts living his best life. Hits another bomb to make it 3-1 Dodgers. And then Julio, he was phenomenal along the way. I think for me, the key inning for Julio was going back out there in that seventh inning and getting it done. I mean, getting it done there in the seventh inning. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Julio was outstanding once again, just grinding it. He's fearless. He's competitive. And in that seventh inning, he got into a little bit of trouble there. And he was so happy to get out. He gives up the single to Berger. And then Guriel, he flies out for the first out. And then he strikes out Chisholm Jr. swinging four-seam fastball. Bottom of the zone. Just a great pitch right there. Working the corners. And then he gives up the, Gar- the double to Garcia on the first pitch. A slurve that caught too much of the plate. And with runners on second and third, really was the key at-bat of the game. The key at-bat, the Dodger dog. Dodger dog of the game. the game. He goes up 1-2 in the count. Then... Fortes, he fouls off the fourth pitch, and then they fouls off the fifth pitch. On the sixth pitch, they bat a fly ball to left field. Use that slurve. He gets under it, and he gets out of the inning, having allowed those two hits. So he was great. I mean, you saw him working the slurve, bottom of the zone, getting guys to chase. I think some of the more impressive 
at bats today for Julio just really I mean I thought it was great I really I mean you just look at his numbers lately and he's someone that just continues to impress like I said seven innings for the second straight start just giving up five hits no walks five strikeouts so no walks is key the command is improving and like I said since allowing eight runs to the Orioles on July 19th a 203 ERA and five stars with 32 punch outs to four walks and 31 innings of work I love the strikeout I got Josh Bell slur bottom of the zone so yeah I mean I thought Julio was great but here we go let's go all comments here I'll let you guys enjoy the rest of your Saturday night here by the way if you're affected by the hurricane at all stay safe guys we stay stay safe we're we're not used to hurricanes here in los angeles hope you guys got some water hope you guys got the supplies you need i gotta i don't know how i'm gonna take my dogs out tomorrow i'm kind of, kind of scared about that but uh i like that ricky vasquez ryan pep pep hooray i like that hey peppin ain't easy that's what i'm saying uh freddie will get his rest now it's from craig osterberg we got dmag how come you don't do a live stream with one of uh, my, uh, I mean, it's, yeah, that's. I mean, we're the number one, uh, number one post game show. There, this is not the. We have sponsors, man. We got to make sure we uh, keep our sponsors happy. Let's just put it that way. This show is brought to you by Jim Beam and Hornitos. We're the number one Dodgers post game show by a long shot. But uh, I thought uh, we got this from Sammy Smith, five dollars BOC. I thought Austin Barnes was a reliable as the yogurt machine at McDonald's. <laughs> hey, there we go. That's that's a that's a that's a super chat there. Appreciate. Yeah, look, he's turned around. Give him all the credit. This is the Austin Barnes week. Ready, Freddie from Mike M. Pepio gets an ice cold Michelada. Dmag MVP race getting more interesting. Anyone at the game tonight? The skyline looked incredible. Yeah, yeah. The Cotton Candy Dodger Stadium, man. I'm telling you, favorite place in LA has to be Dodger Stadium. It's not even a close second. Hey, Dmag is. Tony, the new Noah Syndergaard, SMH, Hector Ramirez. I wouldn't say that because I think, look, I think Noah Syndergaard, he wasn't homegrown, right? He was, uh, Thor was a thud, but the reality is he's someone that has actually had some more success with, with the Guardians. So I wouldn't say he's the new, new uh, center because he was more like a higher gun that you're hoping to get one year out of, right? Tony Gonson is someone that was developed in this organization, that's had success in this organization, that is pitching injured versus... Uh, we'll see. I mean, Syndergaard is someone who's had the Tommy John surgery and hasn't gotten the velocity back. But uh, we got uh, Proud of Pep from Hector Ramirez. Dodgers dumped on the Madres like Hillary. Anthony Madrid. I got to give you a brush yeah. on that one. Anthony Madrid. <laughs> uh, Tony Jennings. Uh, Tony Union SC. Mookie the straw that stirs the Dodgers. That's a fire take. Yeah, Tony Union says Mookie the straw that stirs the Dodgers. I love that. I used to say that about Justin Turner, that he was the milk to the Dodgers cereal. But the like, it is Mookie bets. You're 100% right. The numbers back up. The numbers absolutely back that up. Almost 500 in the house. Yeah, 500 in the chat. Do smash that like button. Like I said, tons of giveaways on the way. If you are subscribed to the channel, your name has already been entered to win an authentic Mookie Betts jersey, $350. And just the start of nonstop giveaways, year-round jerseys, autographs. This is going to be the best time for giveaways. All thanks to you guys for watching the show, liking the episodes, commenting. The more you engage, the better the giveaways are going to be. So it's all thanks to you guys. What uh, Hog had a meltdown. Yeah, thankfully the Dodgers don't force me to meltdown. I mean, I had some on the show, but I've had a good amount. Let's be honest. I've had a good amount, but uh, classic Cavs. DMAC, how you feel about Thor on Tuesday? Look, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how he pitches. Uh, we'll see if he can 
kind of compartmentalize and not let the emotion of that impact his game as far as he's concerned. But, yeah, I mean, you have to give him some credit. He has pitched better with the – I mean, he has pitched better, but, I mean, still a 6-1-9 ERA. His last start, he had five earned runs in four and a third innings of work against Cincinnati. He start before that one earned run in five and two-thirds. Then against the White Sox, five runs in six innings. I mean, his first start against the Astros was solid, but he's still the same guy. Noah Syndergaard, he ain't fooling anyone. I mean, he just he, – I mean, he's creepy, man. He said up to give his first kid, his first son to get his velocity back. I mean, no, he just couldn't hack it in L.A. If the L.A. can't fix you, it's like going to Doc. Dr. Dre and getting a B from Dr. Dre, but you can't have a hit single, right? I mean, if LA can't fix you, it's probably you're the problem, not LA, right? It's because the Dodgers, we know they have everything, every resource possible to get you back on track. But Boston slept on Kikas from Nando 390. The issue in Boston was, look, he was playing a role that he wasn't supposed to be playing, right? Trevor's story was out, and they tried to have him as an everyday shortstop, and that's the issue. When you try to make Kike Hernandez, when Kike is an everyday player, he's not going to have the success. He's got to be a role player. You have to have a specific role that's what he has with the Dodgers, not an everyday guy, and I think that's where he's best optimized. But uh, conservative Zach, though the only downside is that the Dodgers win the NLDS this year, we would have to face the guys, you guys, but hey, okay, that exactly. I wish we would have saved this hot streak for October. Derek, that's over on YouTube. Amen, my man. I mean, trust me, that has been in the back of my mind. We got, uh, we got, uh, it would, uh, I think, we would get smoked. Yeah, for sure. Dodgers better get Otani in the offseason. Absolutely. That's the dream. That's the goal. That's the that's the goal of the organization. I'll tell you that from first-hand knowledge. But Acuna with superb defense as well from Pirate Guy. Yeah, like I said, this is not dismissive on, on Ron Acuna Jr. The point is that we still have an MVP race. It's not over. The fact, if you could, if, if you're telling me if Acuna Jr.'s season ended today and everyone's end season ends today, would it be over? No. I mean, it's still an MVP race because it's tight. It's tight. And you look at the numbers, if the voters looking at the numbers, then it should be tight. I mean, giving a guy an MVP based on just gaudy stolen base totals, I think is so archaic. I just don't agree with it. I mean, Anthony Keene, Acuna was the first S MVP. Jury's still out on the second half, and I'm betting on Mookie from Anthony Keene. Yeah, here's the thing, too. I will say, just if you look at the award, it's always narrative driven. And when you like, you bring up a great point, Anthony Keene saying that he was the first half MVP. Cause a lot of times, if you are the first half MVP voters are so locked into their teams, this isn't football, right? Where it's one game a week or basketball where you get, you know, a handful of games per week. You have a couple off days. If you are covering your team, you're locked in every single day. Do you really have time to watch every single Acuna game or every single Mookie Betts game or every single Freddie Freeman game, right? So sometimes the narrative that's established early on that really determines who wins that award, right? That's just usually the case with the MVP. Sometimes it's tough to win it late. Sometimes it's tough. I mean, look at the Yelly and Belly. I mean, Bellinger, he was fantastic in 2019. And then the last couple of months, he wasn't that great. But still, he was so good at the beginning that that really was the narrative. I mean, if Yelly doesn't get injured, he might even have taken that award. So, that's pretty much what it is. But uh, we got, honestly, this from DKM. What up, DKM? Always rock with us. You know, I appreciate you, my man. Honestly, you can say that Gonson sucks, but he was hurt the whole time. And the reason why he stayed in was because he was fighting his injury. So he put in his efforts to stay in the game. 
yeah, I agree. I mean, I got to give him credit, man. Like, he definitely took ball. He took the ball and he ran with it. Uh, conservative Zach, you cooking right back at you, my guy. Uh, bullpen is on fire right now. Derek, we should have saved this hot streak. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, big fact, the Braves won without Scuba. <laughs> coast to coast. Uh, Freddie Mookie are both better. Maddie, man. Uh, yeah, for sure. DMAC, Dodge Dog of Dodger Days, probably grinding out the S tier content. Yeah, NSA, we're always here for you guys, man, for sure. Carl, Carl always rocking with us. Appreciate you. Uh, Chef Ramsey just hired DMAC to cook a <laughs> tongue when you guys are uh, on fire tonight. Uh, always, hey, man, Saturday, I'm just, I don't know, man. I'm kind of, I've been reading too much about this hurricane. Okay, I'm a little freaked out about this hurricane. Never, have you guys ever experienced a hurricane? Let me know down below. DMAC spin truth. Mookie rules the race. That's from Michael over there. Angels really mess up keeping Shohei. We got to, my vote is for Pepio to take Tony Gonsolin's place and continue you using Yarbrough as our wild card pitcher. He can start games and have long relief. That's from Victor Banos. Victor, I think you just hit that one right on the head. I agree with you. I think using Yarbrough and having that flexibility and not putting too much pressure on him and you can just mix him up. If you want to have an opener and have him come out there and be a bulk guy, if you want to use him to open a game, have someone follow him up, I think that He's someone who's kind of sneaking there, and I think he catches teams off guard. He goes in there, and he gets the job done. Limits hard contact, and he finds a way to get the job done. So I agree with you on that one for 100%. I think you kind of maintain that. Urias is the blue beetle. We got uh, what's up with Freeman missing at the plate, CB. Yeah, not seeing it well. He's definitely not seeing it well. And, yeah, he's not really – hasn't really been his best of late. I mean, this is someone that was Fred hot, right? I mean, he's someone that – was one of the best hitters in Major League Baseball and still is, but you're going to have your ebbs and flows. You're going to have your downs, and you're going to have certain stretches where you're not performing at your best. And I do think, I mean, he's a guy that just loves to play. He loves to play. Like I always say, you have to basically get some bodyguards and put barbed wire around first base and I haven't played that position. But last seven days for Freddie Freeman, he's actually on four for 25, hitting 160 with a 490 OPS. You compare that to Mookie Betts, who's 13 of 27 with a 1352 OPS. By the way, what do you think about Mookie saluting LeBron James, who was in the house tonight? The Dodgers getting really creative with their bobblehead nights. I thought that was pretty cool showing out for, for his fellow LA superstar. So yeah, I mean, he's going to be fine. Not worried one bit. J dog D Mac, bring the facts of the fight. What up J dog. Appreciate you. That's a cornitos. Oh, cornitos. Comment of the night. And the key. My only complaint about the race is now he keeps picking those damn city connect jerseys. Yeah. It's really funny. It's getting to a point where it's like, bro, calm down. I miss St. Julio in the home whites, the wedding gown whites. But uh, yeah, Juan DMAC, your thoughts on the Dodgers peaking too early. So Juan, to answer your question, I'm not overly concerned. I think that it's a little overrated. I think that it's, it really comes down to roster construction at the end of the day. And I think this team is assembled to have success in the postseason. I was talking to Jose Moda. I'm dropping an interview with him tomorrow. And you look at this roster. Justin Turner, he had key at-bats last year. He wasn't able to come through. And this year, you have J.D. Martinez. You look at the bottom of that lineup, they struggled so mightily. Trace Thompson, you had guys like, I mean, there just wasn't the same amount of depth. This year, David Peralta. You have Kike Hernandez, who always finds a way to have a big moment in the postseason. Rosario. I mean, I look at this lineup. James Altman, I think, is going 
going to continue to have success. He wasn't in the lineup last year. So I think, yes, there is the peaking too early thing. We get that. At the end of the day, in the course of a five-game series, it just comes down to the roster that you have. I think this team has a more dynamic lineup with guys that can get their bat on the ball and have a two-strike approach and put the ball in play when they need to. And really, last year, you just didn't have that in certain stretches. Trey Turner, we didn't come through in certain at-bats. Mookie Betts didn't have the best series as well. So, yeah, I think you look at this team as a whole. Max Muncy is having a bounce-back season. It's in a much better place. So, Will Smith continues his first All-Star team. So, I think this team, you just look up and down this lineup, I'm confident that they're going to have more success. I also think, too, playing that Padres team, they caught lightning in a bottle, man. And they were treating that series like it was their World Series. Sure, maybe the Dodgers should have played up a little more, but still, defensively, if Trey Turner is Miguel Rojas, he makes that play in game two. Will Myers doesn't reach. Profar doesn't get that base hit that leads to that run. I think they win that series. So don't underestimate the Dodgers' defense. You've seen it all week, and I think that's a big key aspect as well. So I don't think that I'm too concerned about that. When I think about the peaking too early thing, then I remind myself, look at this roster construction, and I think this is a team that is going to fare better. But, uh, yep, guys, I would hang out with all night talk, Dodger baseball. i got to get my guy and Justin Lamas in here, though. He said, I had San Diego winning the World Series, and now I officially declared them finished. Justin Lamas, I cannot tell you how much I respect you for putting your take out there. Most people <laughs> that picked the San Diego Padres to win the World Series would probably go back and delete that or whatever, but you come clean, so I respect you for that here on this show. But thanks, guys, for rocking with us here on the Dodgers Nation post-game show. As always, no show tomorrow, unfortunately. Maybe we'll just do a random episode. I'm down for that. Captain D-Mac, I want one of those uh, mini Dodger bats like they used to give out back in the day. Bobbleheads are lame. You don't like the bobbleheads? Hey, the mini bats, though. I I love those mini bats, man. Those are awesome. Apparently, they start taking those away because people are getting violent with them. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I I do miss those. Let's go down here. But uh, thanks again, guys. As always, rock with us. We got uh, those talking friars talk better when they lose hot takes from DKM. Dodgers on a roll. D-Mac is the Jim Beam of Dodgers Nation MVP. Thanks, Mitch Hopkins. It'll wash out. It'll wash out to be a storm. Don't worry, D-Mac. Okay, I feel better now, NS. I appreciate you. Uh, Only hurricane I'm familiar with is the drink. (laughs) Anthony King. Wild, man. We got the Diane Schroeder says, yes, I was in a hurricane at sea and another one in Cabo. Okay. I mean, I mean, I know the Miami hurricanes, right? You got uh, like Clint Portis. You got Jeremy Shockey. You got Ken Dorsey. You got, uh, I mean, let's say uh, who are the best hurricanes of all time, right? Uh, we got the, what a fire take all that money for stars and missed the playoffs from Steve Elias. Yarbrough underrated. Absolutely. Br- hey, B920, I planted my flag. Very first day I said he's going to be better than Erod, Mr. I don't want to win Rodriguez. How about the moment with Mookie and Freddie? I'm still uh, Mookie and Brom. So I thought I thought that was cool. Anthony Keene, just a sign of respect, sign of respect. You know, go recognize go. Right. Uh, hey, Doug, where would Otani bat in the lineup? Second or third? Hey, anywhere you place him. I think you still I would go third, third. I'd go third. I mean, you you. Mookie's lead off, Freddie's second, Otani's third, and then I think you bring back Muncie. The cleanup, Will Smith, the cleanup. I think when you look at where they're at the plate, I think I like I like I like Will Smith there at the cleanup spot in that situation. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good problem to have, right? It's a great problem to have. We could experience that. But uh, thanks again, guys. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. You might, we got to Ben Verlander's a clown from Jason State. Jason Diamond, we got Christopher says stay dry. Thanks, DMAC. Appreciate you. Do appreciate you, Moose, for rocking with us and all you guys. We got Mike M. See you guys. Uh, DMAC, all refugee Dodger fans are welcome in Olympia, Washington. Okay, Captain, we'll keep that in mind. We might need to crash on your couch, but Ed Reed, my favorite hurricane. Yeah, Ed Reed. I'll remember that. I remember the Ed Reed speech in the tunnel, right? Yeah, that was fire, man. Yeah, Ed Reed's a dog, man. Ed Reed's the man. Uh, maybe Hurricane Dodgers Nation show, Joe Gonzalez. Yeah, we'll think about it. I'll see what goes on tomorrow. We can talk about We'll find something to talk about, right? But uh, Steve Elias, Yarbrough, and Brazier have solidified the pen 100%. This pen is looking so much better. I have a lot of confidence in them. And then you can still get Blake trying it back. You can still have Walker Buehler as a potential weapon, even though I think if he does return, you'll see him as a starter in some capacity. Frank Gore, Jay Silver, Frank Gore is a man. But I love how we're talking about the Miami Hurricanes at this point. I love Ibis. Ibis, their mascot. But thanks again, guys, for rocking with us here on the Dodgers Nation postgame show. As always, you can follow me on Twitter as the, actually the artist for formerly known as Twitter X at DMAC underscore LA. You can follow me on TikTok as well and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Hit that like button. Remember, nothing brings us together quite like Dodger baseball. D- uh, we got Mitchell Hopkins, see DMAC postgame shows after a win on the reason I wake up in the morning. I appreciate you. Ray Brios, don't be driving out there in heavy winds. So count for sure. It'll be very interesting. We'll talk about the hurricane on Monday but stay safe out there. Remember, nothing brings together quite like Dodger baseball. And until next time, think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out.